Welcome to episode four of BizTalk with Bill Roy. We're striving to provide you with insight into the people, places, and organizations that make up Wichita's important business community. Thanks for listening. First, a note about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal available today, the biggest event of our year, the 2017 40 Under 40 Awards. This week, we offer profiles of the 40 Under 40 class of 2017. It is another great group of honorees, perfect for our 20th year. We ask them about their biggest accomplishments, their greatest mentors, even if they have any tattoos. We'll also profile the four previous honorees who were named to the 40 Under 40 Hall of Fame this year. And check out our Aging Care Roundtable discussion with three Wichita area experts. In this week's Top 25 list, the Wichita area's architecture firms. Thank you for listening, and thanks to another source of our support, our sponsor, the folks at Equity Bank. Welcome to the Wichita Business Journal BizTalk podcast. Talking business is what the commercial banking team here at Equity Bank does best. Visit equitybank.com napkin stories. This week, we continue our conversation with the point person for growing Wichita's economy, the president of the Greater Wichita Partnership and the president of the Wichita Downtown Development Corporation, Jeff Fleur. He's joined by the partnership's talent specialist, Leah Lavender. In part one, Fleur gave us an update on the partnership's first two years, and we began our discussion about talent attraction and retention. This week, we continue our discussion with Fleur and Lavender, who describes her research, talking to companies and their HR directors about hiring practices and finding the gaps in the talent needs and opportunities in the Wichita area. She's seen that talent wants to hear about what's going on in Wichita and wants to hear Wichita's story told through the eyes of the people who live here. Now Leah describes compiling the data and what she'll do with it. Once I do identify three to four uh, patterns, is to look at how could we address it. And so, you know, I've heard from the community, uh, so from one side of the community, and then I'm also speaking to talent specialists at Boise and Des Moines and Nashville. And, you know, we met with Jessica Nelson from Kansas City and hearing from their best practices, hearing from them, you know, have you heard that at the very beginning of your of your department? And how did you address that? And try to see, could we learn from their, uh, from their, from their experiences or could we just adapt it to something that would be more unique to Wichita? So once I, we do identify the pattern, there will be a, um, a time where we're going to start strategizing and I've put together a board of uh, seven uh, HR executives who are going to be my talent advisory board for now. It may grow in the future, but I, we, we did handpick people from uh, cross industries and different sizes that will help me look at the data through their lens as well. Tell us about what work you have done in the past that, uh, that got you to Wichita and into this position. Um, so. I think they mainly hired me for my the cultural my cultural fit and my ability to think outside the box. Having lived on four continents and mm-hmm. five different countries, um, the fact that I come from um, you know from a entrepreneurial family, both my parents own their businesses. I grew up in uh, so in the UAE, but I went to the French school, so grew up with a you know really diverse. You make my friends speak, you know, in my school we probably spoke 40 languages and, you know, that kind of diversity. I also worked in HR for four years, so I know some of those challenges. Um, Abu Dhabi in the United Emirates had a unique history where 40 years ago the country was empty. There was nothing in the United Arab Emirates. So they, they always have that mentality of how can we recruit, give incentives, what kind of experiences do we have to create for our future talent. So I've always grown up in that kind of environment of thinking creatively of how we could, what, 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 how could we attract talent because the UAE basically 40 years ago didn't really exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of environment. In Australia, 
in Australia, I worked, I, did, I had two careers in Australia. I was a teacher before I moved, mainly high school and uh, pre-college. So I have had those conversations with young adults who are trying to determine their future. Where do I study? Where do I live? What do I want to do? And I think that's a, benef a beneficial perspective when we're looking at talent. I can engage with, I can engage with young adults and try to help them figure out what they want to do next. Mm -hmm. um, I also worked um, in research. So helping with grants and um, for the for government organizations back in Australia. So I think I have a diversity of experience. And um, in San Francisco, I'm still waiting for my green card. So the perks of being an international person is that you have to wait to get certain rights. Right. I volunteer with the United Nations Women's Group there and looking at gender equality and workforce development. And so uh, I think those were the different kinds of experiences that the partnership hopefully valued when they decided to hire me. And I, I have to say, after hearing all that, Bill, I mean, it's like when we were doing the interview process, I mean, the, we had Cargill involved in those conversations, uh, Coke, uh, Textron, and they came across the table, I think, just to embrace Leia because it was like, then after Leia left, they said, don't mess this up. Because, you know, it's like, because again, I think as we as we move Wichita forward, I mean, this type of talent that, that you know, Leia is just talking about herself, I mean, the experiences, the ability you know, to tie things together, if you will. And, and what's, what we really see, I think, that's positioning Wichita well is that, that's what we're, we're dealing with and working on in talent. Well, in the conversations I've had with these companies with their HR is, how is it that we communicate, again, going back to Leia, the tremendous assets of this community and the unique assets of this community. And so part of what Jamie's team with the creative part of the partnership is developing the materials that not necessarily that you would just pull off a shelf and put in a, in a document, but it's materials that could be videography, it could be statistical data that they can incorporate into their material so that as they're recruiting talent, I mean that individual sees a holistic package that's tailored to them. It's not just, you know, something that we, we pulled every piece of paper we could to try to hopefully sell them. Um, but the other side of this is, is to retain people too. I mean, that's that's the thing where we're now having um, at the Design and Innovation Center, you know, opportunities at breakfast and at lunch to bring these different teams in and just go through what are all the things that are, are really happening in our community? What are the opportunities we see? Uh, what are the cultural amenities that we have? Uh, what's on the horizon? So that as they're having the conversations, you know, it's, it's wonderful. We, uh, uh, the investors, you know, they touch so many different individuals and conversations that literally within the last two or three months, I got connected with uh, uh, an individual that they, uh, a local company was recruiting from Houston to be one of their attorneys. And so uh, we got connected through an investor. And so one Sunday afternoon, I had a conversation with the spouse of the individual that was being recruited. And it was the husband. And he was like, talk to me about, you know, Wichita. And quickly in the conversation, I realized this was a pretty savvy couple. I mean, they had lived in some pretty large cities, not only in North America, but internationally. Uh, saw it as a great opportunity professionally, but they wanted to know about the place. They wanted, they had two girls, two small girls. Um, so they were looking at, where, okay, where is the city today? Where does the city want to go? And more importantly, how can I contribute to that? And it was a really dynamic conversation. And, and that's true. I mean, you think about, Bill, when you and I were going after our first job, it was really like, okay, what, what's the salary? What's the benefits? Right. Um, I can put up with other things, mm -hmm. you know? And right. so, but today, <clears throat> it's also those things, but it's 
how can I contribute toward building that city? Uh, because today's generations, the millennials and the Gen Zs, are going to be individuals that want to help shape, they want to help build. They're not a stand on the sideline individual. So, how we can bring all that together is extremely important. And that's where we feel like coming alongside companies and working with them, not replacing their HR, mm -hmm. but coming alongside them to say, what is it that you need to be that compelling story? And over, I really want to echo yeah. the community engagement. I mean, one of the reasons we moved, I mean, Paul, my husband's from here, but you know, I was always gonna live by the water because I always did live by the water and it was like non-negotiable. Right. But when we looked, when he brought up Wichita back to the conversation and we looked at how it's a city that would allow people in their 20s and 30s to be part of molding it, that's what really attracted us because we, in bigger cities, it's really hard for people our age to be at the table. Mm -hmm. And so Wichita does offer those opportunities and the HR executives I'm speaking to want us to help highlight that because a lot of the millennials want to volunteer, want to give up. And those who move here without having family members or friends, they want to know that they can be part of a community. That's really crucial. It's even at, it's probably as important as their salary package. It's on par. It's really important. And um, just to go back to uh, what Jeff mentioned about um, how can we equip HR executives to speak about the city and that's why they're you know a lot a lot of them have asked to come to our to our offices and have us speak to them about the resources the amenities what's happening in the city because they don't know and they're they're the ambassador they're the first impression right. that talent are gonna have and if they're not ready or they're not confident to speak about Wichita that's a gap that we may that we have identified and the on the other side too is Talent don't want to hear Wichita's story just through the HR's perspective because they don't necessarily trust their perspective because they're trying to hire them. Sure, they're selling And that's them. where the whole uh, sharing Wichita's story through other residents' eyes is really important or voices because they'll trust a random person telling them about their life in Wichita over an HR because we don't have anything to gain per right. se. I mean, we do. The community gains a lot having more people here. Right. But they want to hear their stories from their peers and that's what's really important. You've had the advice from Kansas City uh, over the last 14 years trying to get mm -hmm. that down into we want to be where they are in two years. Mm -hmm. What does success look like and how close are you? Oh wow, that's a, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think success comes incrementally. I think that we look at are we, are we, are we moving forward, are we making progress? And, Part of it is we're dealing with some unknowns, you know, and it's it's really kind of defined what those things are. Um, I would think success is is that we we continue to hone our ability to see those opportunities and be able to act quickly to to seize them. Uh, and, and again, kind of going back to how we cultivate. I think if we, I think if we're a community that is known for that, you know, to work, I think then we're in a successful moment because it is gonna be ever changing. Um, I think that we're never gonna be satisfied. You know, we can say we wanna hit X, but I will tell you that we're not gonna be satisfied with X mm -hmm. because as soon as you hit X, you're gonna to wanna to go to, you know, to Z. And so I think that we're gonna to wanna to continue to raise the bar as we go. Um, the thing that, I feel really um, just optimistic about is that we are dealing with some tough issues. I mean, this community is. I mean, but we're not atypical. You know, you know, there. Every community has things that they're working through. But what I feel had not have that confidence is, is that we're running into them head first. I mean, we we're charging into them. Uh, we're not bashful with it. Um, it's like right now with with entrepreneurship task force and business education alliance is that. Those programs or those task forces have been in play for, with the partnership underneath the Leadership Council for a number of years. We're right now saying, okay, those have been great things that, we've, that have been launched. 
We've seen progress, but how is it that we turn that up exponentially? And, and we're having some really great, I think, productive conversations. Uh, the other thing is, is that with the positioning of our community, um, I think success is going to be redefined all the time. I mean, because it's going to be, okay, Cargill's here. That was a success story. Right. You know, okay, what's the next? You know, and, and how do we build on it? Importantly, though, is that even though, okay, the decision now is done with Cargill, we still walk with Cargill. Mm-hmm. You know, we still walk with them to make sure that they're getting what they need. And the thing that that's, I get excited about is that now, as we're working with Site Select, we're taking the business community with us. Uh, in fact, Andrew Nave, who is uh, over economic development, just got back from New York earlier this week, had two businessmen with him, and one in finance and one a broker. And so it, the type of conversations we're having now are even different. Uh, we had a team last week that was in Germany and then also in Orlando for the MRO show. Uh, Tammy Nolan, who's been with us for a while, I mean, she was underneath GWC. She came back so excited last Friday. She said people were extremely engaged coming through and seeing what Wichita has to offer. A big part of that, I believe, is that what Jamie's team is doing is how we're communicating it. You know, how are we communicating the opportunity? That has, that's taken a different turn. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the last video that, or I shouldn't say last, because it's probably been three videos ago now, that Andy did on our staff, you know, we had a drone that flew through downtown, mm-hmm. and it showed just the investment along Douglas. That video was opened up in six countries. Now, now that you know Leia is from all these different countries, it's probably her family, but I, you know, I want to think it was investors. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had it open in six different countries. You had it um, really, I mean, the, the opening in Kansas City, Denver, Dallas, Oklahoma City was notable. So what does that tell you? The word is getting out about Wichita and what's happening here is as far as a community. An exciting thing happened earlier uh, in the week, and that is, uh, we've got great relationships across the country. Uh, one of them is with the Development Corp down in Oklahoma City. Well, they're getting ready to put a streetcar in, and so they're going to be making a trip up to Kansas City to see what they just did there. Mm-hmm. Lessons learned already into that project, which worked well. But they said, you know, we, we've been hearing a lot about Wichita, so we don't want to stay on 35 and just go up there. We want to stop and spend the afternoon and learn and see what's happening in Wichita. That's a big moment mm-hmm. for our community in that they're not just staying on 35. So uh, all those things are coming together. I think that in the next two to five years, um, there's a lot of things for us to work through, but I think there's going to be a lot of accomplishments in that. Again, going back that we've got the private sector that's really aligned and focused. You have the political will. You know, you have a mayor who's really leading this aspiring vision for our riverfront and other areas of the city. City council works, working cohesively together, the county commission complementing that. Uh, just a lot of things I think that are aligned. So uh, we feel that, you know, with talent, primary job growth, uh, entrepreneurship, working with business education, working with perceptions, working with downtown vitality, we've got a great mix there. Uh, They're the right mix, if you will, and those things are coming together holistically to move forward. How do you ensure through this process that you are engaging with small and medium-sized business owners in the Wichita area, in South Central Kansas, and how do you ensure that there's that communication there that you're hearing from them and, and what they're looking for? You know, part of what we do with economic development component of the partnership is that uh, we do business retention and expansion visits. Uh, we have David uh, Bossmeyer and Tammy Nolan and Andrew Nave on our staff that, that conduct those you know, uh, opportunities, if you will, to go into the companies. Uh, find out where they are today, where they want to be, 
uh, what may be the challenges to get to that moment or what is it that they need our help and maybe working with the public sector to get to that moment. Uh, so those are intentional engagements that happen. Um, also the city, um, the assistant city manager, Scott Rigby, huge new asset into our community. He's been here for maybe a little bit over a year now. Uh, Scott was out in Mesa, did great work there with business retention and expansion. He's bringing that component into the public sector as well. So we're complimenting. We meet with Scott on a weekly basis. So and then you have Weba that the city is also working with to really contact the smaller businesses. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you can't, you know, our group and the city can't hit every one of them. Uh, so Weba is another resource you mentioned earlier where, you know, I think that's one of the assets of our community is that we do have entities like Weba. You have Kansas Global, Workforce Alliance, uh, Network Kansas, uh, K96 Group, you know, they all have a mission, uh, but we deliberately make sure that we're talking to each other so that we understand how things are, you know, working cohesively together. If not, then what do we need to do to correct that? But there is a deliberate effort to make sure that we're communicating, but then how is it that we're touching business? Uh, because again, going back to the point, we just when someone's here doesn't mean, you know, we want to make sure that they stay. And we want to make sure we never have that aha moment that we learn that they're looking somewhere else. Mm -hmm. What uh, what sort of a message do you have for our readers and our listeners of this podcast who are those small and medium-sized business owners? Any special message for them that they can that they can take away from from this? I would I would want them to take away that we're a resource, and so as you know, uh, do not hesitate to call us. You know, truly, we want to be engaged with you. Uh, we can't touch everything, um, but we want to touch everything. Mm -hmm. And so the way that we do that is people actually communicating with us as well. Um, if they see opportunities, don't take for granted that we've seen it uh, because they may see something through a lens that, that we, we're not looking through. Uh, because again, there's a lot of different aspects of economic development. So uh, I would say see us as a resource, be a resource because that will help our community grow and know that um, if, if whatever we can do, we are doing to cultivate an environment so that they can see opportunities. And if they see something in the country that we ought to be emulating or at least looking at to put our own fingerprints on it. You know, one of the things that's really unique, I think, about Wichita is that uh, we do have unique aspects in that, say, for instance, our financial institutions, you know, it's a great positioning when you have locally owned banks. I've lived in a community where you lost that and you had to go to Chicago or Charlotte. Well, it changes. Uh, so how is it that we use those resources and, and how do we see them as a resource? So if they're a company with uniqueness, let us know about that uh, because that's something we can capitalize on. And Because there's a lot of cities, every city has a quality of life. Every city has housing, you know, but it's the, what's the unique aspect of each of those things that we're really drawing upon. So see us as a resource, be a resource, and make sure that they're touching base with us. You were in charge of the WDDC before you went over to the new system, the GWP. What's it like for you these days? How busy are you? Are you glad you accepted this position? You know, I, now I can't see myself doing anything different. I mean, it's one of those things where you see now how cohesively these things all do work together. Downtown development is not just a single geographical area. It touches all of Cedric County. It touches the 10 counties. And what the 10 counties is doing touches us because you know, a win in a surrounding county is a win for Wichita and, and vice versa. And that's the thing now, Bill, it's, it's just looking at 
the holistic picture and the dynamics of that and how you leverage that. I mean, that's the thing too. It's like, you know, with downtown development, when we came in in 08, you know, it's a defined area, defined resources. And, and we saw some great things, you know, occur and they're still are occurring. But now with the partnership, it's like, how do we leverage, you know, the perceptions aspect with downtown development? How do we, you know, how do we leverage, you know, perceptions through what's going on with downtown? and talent, all those things. And so uh, one of the things in, in working with the county manager, you know, being, uh, you know, a, a military, you know, mm-hmm. uh, talking to Michael, he, he showed me one day, you know, just this, it was basically for another term, like an invasion plan, if you will. <laughs> and it had all, it was this unbelievable web. You know, he showed me the, the end product, but then he kind of stepped me through how the web started. Um, and he said, you know, you start here, you know, in the epicenter and you move out. And he said, as you move out, when you see the whole picture, you, you really understand it because you started in the epicenter. And so I feel like that's what's happening right now is that this this masterful, you know, economic development web is being cast, if you will, but it's not just through the partnership. It's through the chamber. It's through WEBA. It's through, you know, K96, Network Kansas, Kansas Global, um, the city, the county, the state. I mean, I haven't even mentioned, and I negated that. I mean, I shouldn't have. Uh, Secretary Suave and what's been happening with him through the Secretary of Commerce. I mean, when when everything was going on, you know, with some of the companies that we've been keeping here, he is he is there. I mean, in person, and so it's just this masterful thing that's being put together, not by one individual, not by one entity, but a community. And so, what the strength is on that is that. It's all intertwined, and so there's you're you're starting to mitigate any type of weakness, you know, because you're all thriving off of each other to really make a big picture happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, bringing Jessica in from Kansas City, yes, we wanted her to talk about talent. Um, having Oklahoma City stop and spend time with them, yes, we want them to see what's going on here. But the big picture is is how we build the mega region from Kansas City, Wichita, Oklahoma City, Dallas. That's what the East and West Coast have done well. Now, East and West Coast, the cities are closer. Okay, you Mm -hmm. have to give them that. However, you know, there's not a reason why we can't emerge as a very strong, and Dr. Bardo has talked about this, Mm -hmm. uh, along the I-35 corridor. So that's a dynamic that's happening as well. So now is the time to live in Wichita. So if anyone's listening and they're entertaining a job elsewhere, big mistake, stay here. Uh, if you're listening to this just to hear, you know, is that a place I want to be? The answer is yes. Uh, get up, be a part of it because once you're here, we will, you know, we will integrate you into what's happening. You can learn more about Leia Lavender in our 10 Minutes With feature. It was in the May 19th weekly edition, and you can find it at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Next week, Episode 5, a great discussion with the Chief Operating Officer of Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, Scott Redler. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are our favorites, so we created our own series. Visit equitybank.com napkin stories to watch the startup stories of great businesses across the Midwest. That's Biz Talk with Bill Roy for this week. On behalf of the Wichita Business Journal, thanks for listening. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter also and to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.